You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors, unfortunately. He's strong, but some clown who thinks he's Batman. I am Batman! do I want? The world ain't built for guys like us. That's why we gotta take whatever we decide as ours. Those Carmine Falco's right hand. Try to push me out. You ain't seen what I can do. Step out of line, even once. I'll gut you like a goddamn fish. Can you imagine? The people saying my name on the streets after you're gone. Have it mean something? <laughs> the new kingpin of Gotham. Hello, citizens of Gotham. Welcome back to the Eternal Night Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Dark Knight detective of the DC Universe, Batman. As you all know, I am one of your co-hosts, as always, uh, Philip Barker, joined by the one and only Mr. Craig Braylock. Craig, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm relieved. I had a crazy, well, last two months in general has been crazy at my work, but I had a major presentation that finally got taken care of on Thursday, so I have just a whole bunch of weight off my chest, and I am just relieved, ready to unwind and relax and talk some Batman. Might me too, man. It's been, well, you know. (laughs) We've been talking off mic for a little while now. Lots happened in the last few weeks since our last episode. Uh, The Batman vs. Superman commentary. Thanks to anyone and everyone who reached out for listening to that episode. Really appreciate it. But yeah, we, we have a lot of Batman stuff to talk about. A lot of Penguin stuff to talk about couple things to get caught up on um we've already been through a, a pre-game ringer in terms of just where this conversation's gone for the last oh i don't know craig we've been on been on the line for what almost an hour now yeah <laughs> pretty much technical issues aside <laughs> but yes we we have quite the quite the dish of stuff to talk about today but before we get into it just i'm glad to be back in the cave yeah How's the weather been in, in, in Missouri? It's been kind of, it's getting kind of warmer here in California. It's, I bet it's been, I would imagine, maybe similar there. Uh, you know, what's funny that you say that. The last couple of days has been pretty good, like 60s, you know, a little bit of wind, but, you know, sunny and stuff. And then two days ago, just out of nowhere, a bunch of hail, bunch of rain, but then it passed. And then overnight last night, we went from, uh, it was like 64, I think, around like 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, woke up this morning, and uh, we are currently 45 degrees. We Ooh. took an almost 20-degree drop in our temperature wow. overnight. 
<laughs> so it's a little chilly today. Interesting. Yeah, it's about 80 here in California sure. right now. So it's it's warm. A little warm. Just a little warm. Okay, I'm not lying. It's actually kind of warm for for, for California. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's it's pretty warm. Not 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 gonna lie out here. Well, uh, I I remember those days. That, that that's the difference between, you know, as growing up in California and then moving out here ten years ago. Like, it doesn't get nearly as hot here, but the humidity makes all the difference. Like the thing with California, there's really no humidity over there, but when you get the heat, you just it's straight heat. So when it's like 80, 90, you know, there's those times where California can get those 100 degree points. It's just straight heat. You have nothing else. <laughs> and it's like scorching hot. Yeah, it's 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 not quite that yet. But yeah, it's going to get there. You know, summer's, <laughs> summer's coming fast. Uh, it's towards the end of April now. We're about a month after, you know, our last episode, which is a lot of fun. Big old episode longest uh i think that was our longest episode yet to date yes um it was either that one or a commentary for the batman uh yeah i think i think batman v superman beat it because i think that film's longer well we also talked about the full Mm, circle event too mm -hmm. which that's right yep um since we last spoke oh just hit my knee on my desk hope that wasn't too loud (laughs) um since we last spoke, that was uh, that was announced, and I think I, I think that was the episode announced I was going. Yep. Yeah, you had just found out. I think uh, maybe a couple of hours before we recorded. It might have been that, or it might have even been. Um, I you know what I had gotten my. I'd gotten the tickets the day before we recorded. I think that's, that's right. What it was. Yep. That's right. Right. So, and then I had announced on the show that I was going, and now here we are one week from it yep nuts yeah got a bit yeah the anticipation's probably growing for you oh oh you know i've got it's funny like people at work have been asking me about it um <laughs> a couple friends online you know we were, we're we're already prepping like it's 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 approaching fast and i'm i'm very much very much just like i i I don't know. I have I have absolutely no idea what I'm feeling outside of excitement because you know, Craig, you know, I've had just like a hell of a week this week. So these next five days, next four mm-hmm. or five days leading up to Thursday, because I'm leaving Thursday right after work. Oh wow. And for You're those heading straight out. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um I'm about five, six, seven hours from Pasadena. I'm very, I'm very much gonna be be uh, heading down that way. Nice. So, it'll be cool. I'm excited. I'm very excited because it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be a nice drive. I'm sure. And um, really, it, it, it's it's just a, you know this experience, like getting to see Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition, and then Zack Snyder's Justice League with a whole crew of people. I mean. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have absolutely zero idea of what, what I'm going to do when it comes to <laughs> questions. Well, actually, no. I have a few questions in mind in regards to Zack Snyder's Justice League. But as far as the other two movies go, I I don't. So I really need to think of some for Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Now, so I'm assuming that, like, the tickets that you got, it gives you access to go see the films as well as, like, the Q&A, the mm-hmm. um, signing session, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's, That's right. Awesome. It was, uh, I tell you, it was quite the experience getting my tickets and then immediately going online and seeing people just say whether they got the tickets or not. It was just such a, <laughs> was, that was an experience. That was fun. And and I, I I it was it's going to be really cool to see a lot of a lot of familiar faces and um, you know funny enough shameless plug recently I was on another podcast a podcast I've been listening to one that's also helped influence this show um, the I love that movie podcast again to celebrate six years of that show um, I was on again earlier this year to talk about the Batman shock shock surprise surprise folks <laughs> uh, Lisa's a wonderful podcast host she's been hosting that show for for 
almost for six years now um the top three of this year's were constantine or was it 20 yeah it was, uh, sorry of 2022 it was um constantine Zack snyder's justice league and the batman nice so um mine was the batman and that was number three constantine was number two and Zack snyder's justice league was number one uh i was featured on for the batman chris balga of world's finest true believers as well as marvel alliance from the geek ultimate alliance network he was on for constantine and of course zach uh, sorry scott for scott mcclellan from dc Squadcast was on for zach snyder's justice league so yeah that was a really solid episode it was fun to listen to all of those guys talk about their episodes and i also listen to their episodes as well of that show because it's just a really good podcast and those are dc centric episodes and i love dc and Batman. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if by all means, everyone go check out and listen to that. Um, I've also been on the Four Nerds, wow, for a while now. We just had an episode last Thursday, Saturday, the 22nd of recording this, just a few days ago, just talking about a bunch of random stuff. But yeah, going to the Full Circle event, I'm going to be able to meet a few people, Scott of which, Scott is one of the people I'll be touching base with down there and a few other fans in the Zack Snyder fandom. So it'll be nice. interesting. It'll be a lot of fun. Thursday can't come fast enough. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I am dead serious. Thursday cannot come fast enough, my friend. Yeah, it should be a good time. I wish I could have been able to go, but I just financially couldn't do it. You know, it's... I'm really not surprised that... Um, yeah, I'm really not surprised that the tickets went out as fast as they did because I it, it, it was a it's a small event it's and it's at the art center of college design I didn't think it was going to be able to crowd like you know thousands of people it was going to be the tickets were going to be sold out and quickly yeah but I am I'm am fortunate that I'm going to be able to go um so I'm going to be sharing a lot of pictures on Instagram um probably going to be updating on Twitter a lot probably be taking a lot of pictures and videos so be on the lookout um i'll probably try and be active on both my social account as well as the eternal knights page giving up as much information as i can in regards to just you know not necessarily reveals but just you know sharing the good times and and you know showcasing the culture yeah i don't think this is going to be an event where like anything like major gets announced this is this is literally this is a celebration yeah uh, and it deserves that celebration. Exactly, and I'm I'm grateful to be a part of it. It's go. It's all go. Also, all the proceeds are going to uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So it's also got yeah, a really great cause. cause yeah. Great cause. So it's going to be really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm excited to just take five days and get away from the home life <laughs> and go do something I I enjoy and be around people that are like minded. All in the name of charity, nonetheless, too. Yeah, so, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about also, right? Yeah, one being the, uh, while well, we've been away from our episodes, uh, the uh, that Penguin teaser trailer that came out. Yeah. Yeah, the one that de- that's debuted along the new uh, naming of... <laughs> yeah, folks, we are no longer we're not watching these things on HBO Max. We're just watching them on Max. It's my dog's name. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> let me turn on Max. <laughs> then my that's dog, funny. My dog looks up like, "What?" It's like, "No, not you. The the application." And it's I you know, I don't get that. No. The, the HBO's been there for Yeah. a while. So why drop that? Yeah, Does, I don't understand it. I, I don't either. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. But at least, at least the penguin looks good. I, I'm looking forward to this series. And and honestly, you know anything in that world that that Matt Reeves has established for the Batman, I'm just I'm game for. Yeah, I didn't realize until I did some research on. It, I didn't realize it's only going to be um eight episodes long. Yeah, I mean that, that surprised me. I had a feeling. It was going to be somewhere in that ballpark between, you know, the six to eight or the eight to nine, the eight to ten. That's HBO's typical. Well, I can't even say HBO. I'm, I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get used to saying Max. It. Max. 
Um, but yeah, this this is this is going to be interesting because it's going to be an eight episode series, and it's going to take place directly after the film, the first film where that film leads off. So presumably, Gotham City is still going to be flooded, covered in water. Um, we see a lot of cobblepots day to day going on here too. Um, we, do, we we do get a lot of good lines from Colin Farrell. Uh, one in particular, I'm paraphrasing, but he, he tells some kid, you better stay in line. Or if you step out of line even once, I'll gut you like a fish. Yeah. Uh, we did. We do get a quick glance at Sophia Falcone. That we do. The mom from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Weird how she turned to a life of crime. I mean, the she didn't. She wanted to be so far away from that disaster of finale that she went and turned evil. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, she's Sophia Falcone. We've got master class casting and Clancy Brown as Salvatore Moroni. I can't wait. Oh my god, I want to see Clancy Brown, Salvatore Moroni interact with Colin Farrell's Penguin. I want to see that. I can't that, wait. That I think is is gonna be what what people are really going to like gonna they're going to grip their shirts at like when they interact. Yep. Because if you know the the first movie Penguin was was basically Carmine's right hand, but he also took a, took some on the chins for him too. Mm-hmm. Like he he took he took some lip. I don't think he's going to take lip from anyone in the, in this series. Doesn't seem like it. This definitely like like it's kind of indicating like this is going to be his rise to power yeah yeah i think he's definitely going to try and position himself as the new kingpin of gotham city by the end of the series going into the batman part two and um which really gives off the sense that like if he if he does you know he gets to that point it really i mean he's gonna probably be then a major player in the second movie you would think that's that would be the assumption that that if his rise to power in this then yes he would have a formidable supporting antagonist role in the part in part two i would agree because obviously if things get progressively worse as batman predicts like there's going to be a power grab obviously you know you've got the likes of sofia falcone salvatore moroni alberto falcone like you've got two falcones and a moroni in gotham city and carmine is now dead yes that power vacuum is very real and it's happening I think even Matt Reeves talked about that during the during a commentary on the on the movie. Oh, did he? I think so, but I think that commentary is only exclusive to iTunes. But I think someone also uploaded. Oh, I remember that. Someone that might have uploaded it to YouTube. Sense. That was such a when I saw that I was like, really so now we're <laughs> commentaries are going to be exclusive content. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I think that should be universal across all. Um, versions whether it's digital or physical i don't i don't like this exclusive nonsense because i hardly use itunes as it is anyway so it looks like it might be so it's only got a little bit while longer for filming uh from what i'm reading it says the principal photography began on march 1st of this year and they're expecting it to wrap around july yeah 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 that tracks Especially if they maybe want to do a Q1 or two release for it, like in the yeah. in the early early winter of 2024 or even the the spring. But I don't, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I, I think I remember you and I were discussing it. Like, when would it come out? And I think it, spring would make sense. Well, I'm also kind of just hunch going on a hunch that this isn't going to require Game of Thrones level special effects. No. <laughs> so it probably won't take long to 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 put together editing wise but again i i don't know but what what they've got planned for it but it, it could very well be you know q1 q2 release maybe even midsummer or they could even just be saving it for the fall i don't know because the part two batman part two is slated for um october 3rd 2025 Man, that feels so far away, yet so close at the same time. Yeah, it does. But I also, um, I'm glad that it's 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 still a little, a little ways out because the film is going into production this November. Yeah. Which, honestly, that makes sense because now you have 
from July until November to kind of fine-tune the Penguin TV mm-hmm. series to where you want it. That way you have a nice platform of where to jump off for the Batman Part 2. Yep. Which allegedly is, is putting down people for castings, and I'm just like, well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> if the movie's going to go in production in November, then yeah, they're they're probably going to start locking down people for casting. So yeah, I, I yeah, one would imagine. I, I mean, that's kind of par for the course. That that's how shit happens. <laughs> but I, I I honestly I expected like roles to start get. I me personally, like I think roles are going to start coming announced. Honestly, if Matt Reeves wanted to, he could make maybe make an make an appearance at Comic Con and, and announce a cast of part two. Like oh, yeah. show, we already know, you know, Paul Dano, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Farrell, they're all coming back, yeah. and and Gordon, and and of course Gordon, and of course Jeffrey Wright. Like we all yep. know, they're all signed on coming back. They've signed on for a trilogy, right? And obviously, you know, Farrell's probably reworked his contract to do to include the series. So clearly, like we know they're coming. It's the question is now, who else is going to join the fun? Yep. What characters is Matt Reeves going to use? And honestly, there there have been talks about Clayface, been talks about Hush, Mister Freeze, and Court of Owls. Those are the four that I see continuously pop up. Yep. And I'm very very curious to see where Part Two heads. Although in like in this more like kind of gritty grounded world, um, I think someone who would make total sense to appear at least in the Penguin TV show, maybe not so much goes into the second Batman film. Maybe they just use him strictly for the Penguin show, but uh, Harvey Dent. Yeah, you know, we, we, we've we theorized this before. Mm-hmm. They, they That Matt Reeves is basically looking at the long Halloween and bringing that in long form. Like he's adapting that from a grounded perspective, more or less. And in that story, Moroni is the one who scars Harvey Dent. In this world, there is a vacant spot for District Attorney. And Salvatore Moroni yep. is out. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I am saying, though, that pieces are on the board for it to happen, if that makes sense. Matter of fact, I probably even said that before. Yeah. That same exact analogy in the same situation. I've probably said it before. Well, and now it's starting to make more and more sense, you know, now that we're seeing what this penguin show is going to look like, and we're kind of getting this sense that there really is, like you said, this kind of, long game long halloween kind of play by play mm-hmm. it makes sense now why joker would be somewhat involved in it maybe not a key player like we've been kind of theorizing but it does make sense why the joker's there because i mean he is involved in the long halloween but he's also in the long halloween he's not a major player in that yeah very true and also you know there's just there's just a lot of players from Long Halloween in this that we've already mentioned, and it just it really just would make sense that that Two Face would, or rather Harvey Dent would make an appearance at some uh-huh. point. It just feels in line, and it feels like it's going to happen. Yep. I'm just waiting for the day for it to be confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Because again, like the, the the pieces are there, right? Like they don't have a district attorney, as you have mentioned before too, like. Bella Real has talked about putting in, bringing people in to yep. do the right thing, right? So it's because it, she she sees how toxic Gotham has become. She knows that she has to bring people in right. to make the change that she wants. Right, right. So I, I, I don't know. I I would be shocked if Two Face did not show up. Yeah, but that is that is on my the Batman bingo card. Is is Two Face will eventually show up. And Batman maybe somewhere. maybe we'll finally get what you've been wanting. We'll get the uh, the acid in the face situation with Two Face. I mean, that would be cool. I mean, as I think, as 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 it was done once in Batman Forever. Um, yeah. I, I I would Two like seconds. To, yeah, I would like to see a more expounded upon comic accurate version of of that. I would like to see like Two Face get get scarred that way. That that to me, I think, would be something that would be unique that I think it would also fit in the confines of this world. And also, you know, if Carmine Falcone went down and Salvatore Moroni is now out, there's also the Riddler that has to be dealt with too. And obviously you're going to need someone 
in law enforcement to deal with that because that dude's at Arkham and there's some he's got to have a giant case stacked against him. Who better to take it on the district attorney? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping Two-Face shows up. I'm pretty sure you are as well. Um, yeah. There is someone in the cast that I think could be Dent, but I'm not banking on it. We'll see. We shall see indeed. Um, speaking of television, I am caught up on Gotham Knights. I know you're not. Yeah, I just don't. I want to. I want to catch up on it. I just don't have. I haven't had the time, and frankly, I'm just not emotionally invested in it. <laughs> you know, I feel like we can put Gotham Knights in a in a similar kind of standing with like Batman and Robin to yeah. some extent, mm-hmm. where it's yep. like it's it's just something you don't necessarily care for, but you just kind of have fun watching on on certain occasions. <laughs> and I think for me, it's become like a weekly. Okay. But you know the last one that they did, the fifth episode was just. Well, it was it was. It was a showcase of why the CW is the CW. Mm. That's how I will phrase that. <laughs> now, see, now, see, you told me that apparently the mutants are involved in this show. Now, how do the mutants come into this? Okay, so the premise of the show, as as the pilot lays out, right, like the these four youngsters are on the run because they are framed for Batman's murder by the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to clear their names and show that Gotham City is being run by this shadow cabal, the, the, the Court of Owls. So, um, also, Carrie Kelly is a supporting character in the show, and anyone familiar with the Dark Knight Returns story knows her importance in that. And it, since she came along for the ride, I think it was on a lot of other people's minds who had any interest whatsoever, because I know a lot of other people who were just not interested in the show, um, they probably had similar questions. Well, if she's in it, what else from The Dark Knight Returns could probably be in it? Because I've, I've said before, the show is essentially The Dark Knight Returns with some of Scott Snyder's stuff as Batman. And that that is the case, because the third episode introduces you to the mutants. They And, you know, Carrie Kelly actually has some kind of confrontation and conflict with them. She's been trying to take them out. She's been trying to get them, you know, taken care of and... and absence of batman and they become uh kind of integral to 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 um a certain plot point in regards to that episode where they they bust into a gala and demand their leader's freedom it's it's kind of like the dark knight returns when their leader gets broken out to some where, where they had where the mutants were kind of threatening the city like if you don't release our, our leader we'll yeah do whatever okay. I mean, it's kind of like that Okay, but it's a little bit different, and there's also a point in the fourth episode, I think, where uh, Turner is met with, you know, the the surrogate parent. That's his version of Alfred. I don't remember her name. He's confronted with her, and you know, she kind of lays it out for him, like, yeah, you know, deceived you, part of the Court of Owls, whatever. And then he actually gets to he he gets confronted with the Court of Owls in their mass glory, like they they show up to Wayne Manor, and they're like okay, what do you want? And they, they kind of lay it out for him, like, you know, we control the city, we can do whatever we want, We can ha- if we wanted you dead, we would have had you dead by now. Speaking of which, they had the talent right there, and him, and it's, it's, it's a little bit of a back and forth with him and Stephanie Brown doing most of the action, more often than not, and they do have him fight the talent because he is adept with sword skills, but the fifth episode was just, it, it really did kind of feel like a filler because it, it was very much the episode culminated in them stealing a bunch of money from the court of owls and then giving it back to the people of gotham it was very much reminiscent of 89 but just on a very cheaper scale Hmm. so for me again i'm i'm not necessarily emotionally invested it's just more of something like something i i throw on every week while i work out yeah but i i i I half-assedly pay attention my expectations are not that high um Honestly, if I had my way, I would probably, I would have done the Robin, I would have had the Robin be Jason. I would have had the main character be Jason Todd. That, 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 yeah. that, that would have been my, my, that I think would have been the way you, you could have maybe gotten this, this show a little bit more 
you could have had a few more fans on the hook had you have done more a more traditional Robin because I think a lot of what a lot of other people don't like is that there is this this you know this absence of emotional connectivity with the character of Turner Hayes because he's just not one of those Robins. Yeah, I mean that's that's my key reason for not really being interested in what happens in this show. Why should I care about this character, especially again with the way that they've set it up in this show? we never see him interact with Bruce. So it's like, why should I feel for this character who says that he's devastated at the passing of his adopted or the father that adopted him? Yeah. But I never saw anything to warrant that. Now the, the, I think the favorite that has, that has generated most conversation is the young lady who's playing Duella. She seems to be, a lot of what what people are kind of sticking around for because they like the way that she interacts with a lot of the rest of the cast. She's kind of a wild card. And given that she is, in fact, the Joker's daughter and the way that they've written the character, the way that the character has a lot of animosity and hatred, but she understands that, you know, he was a lunatic and while she has those tendencies, she's not all the way crazy like he is. There's still some kind of semblance of sanity there with her. And it, at so, the end of the end of the day, it still does kind of shine through. But she is still pretty whacked and charismatic in her own right. So it makes you wonder if they if they go down the rabbit hole of you know as the show continues and things kind of escalate, does she become more and more unhinged? Does she start becoming more like her father? I don't know. And you know, I'm I'm kind of not necessarily worried per se, but I I I wouldn't be shocked if they went down another CW rabbit hole of like, oh hey here's the adoptive son of Bruce Wayne who is purely the philanthropic billionaire rich kid who's pretty smart and he can kind of fight but other than that he's not much of a crime fighter or anything like that I'm really wondering if they're going to do him and her as a relationship because oh she's the daughter of Batman's greatest enemy and and he's he's the adopted son yeah I could see that yeah and I'm wondering if it might go down that route or not. But I don't know. Not the, and, I'm, and, and the thing is, is like, if it happened, I'm not going to be mad because I don't care that much. <laughs> it, I, I, yeah. I, I'd probably just be like, oh, called it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not to be smart about it, but it's just like, you know, the, the, I watch the show because honestly, I don't really have anything others that I'm watching right now. You know, I don't really watch that much TV and shit when I come home. I'm kind of playing, I'm busy playing games. Like, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. I just got uh, Final Fantasies 3, 5, and 6 for Pixel Remaster. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out in a couple weeks and then next month after that in June is Final Fantasy 16. Oh, so I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be really busy playing too many games and watching out for a lot of Batman stuff. Like, yeah, and, where see, I'm at. and that's what's kind of keeping me Again, because my emotional investment's not there, like, I've just been spending my time, I'm trying to catch up as uh, I'm an anime nerd, so I'm trying to catch up on Attack on Titan, uh, so I can get ready for the final episodes, and then I just picked up Dead Island 2 yesterday, so actually, as soon as we're done doing this, I've had a hell of a week, I am just gonna sit on my couch and I'm gonna kill me some zombies. Well, I also watch Gotham Knights, because it's kind of a Batman thing to talk about. Yeah, true. <laughs> it, it's got that going for it, so that's kind of why I talk about it on the show. But but on uh, on a Batman thing that we have both seen, we both recently saw Batman the Doom that came to Gotham. I also, uh, yes, we have, but also, side <laughs> note, apparently another trailer for The Flash is going to debut in three days. I don't know if Craig... Really? Out, yeah. So, I don't... Oh, you didn't know that. No, I did not. Oh, I'm glad I told you. <laughs> yes. Well, you you all heard Craig's reaction, live reaction to Craig finding out there's going to be a new Flash trailer on the 25th. So, I don't know what Craig has going on on the 25th, but... Yeah, I'm going to be checking YouTube. Yeah. I don't know if... Uh, we, we might be able to squeeze squeeze in a chat about that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. We we will, because what, when is... I leave on the 27th? I leave on the 27th, the 25th is Tuesday. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Me, <laughs> no, me don't know, Craig don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. Don't don't hold us to it, folks, but we we might talk about the Flash trailer because it, it, it'll probably have Batman in it. But we might talk about it. Might being the operative word. 
Might. Might! <laughs> anyway, um, yes. Doom that came to Gotham. That day, that actually came out three, two, three days after we dropped our last episode. Yep. And that was quite an experience, I would say. Yeah, it was... Um, I'd say out of... I'd say the last four or five animated DC anime movies that have come out, I think this one was the one that I got the most out of. I think it was the most entertaining. Um, I liked a lot of what this film did. Um, got a little over the top and goofy in the last like 20 minutes for my taste. Sure. Um, but leading up to that, it was just, I, I had fun the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought this... I really enjoyed it, actually. I, th I thought this was a nice return to form as far as DC animation is concerned. Um, I really liked the time setting. It was like 1930s-ish. Um, I did like that he was on kind of an exploration with yeah. with with his crew of, you know, Dick and Jason, a couple other people. Like, I, I, I like that aspect of it, and that his return to Gotham was kind of tied to the occult. I really liked how they showcased a lot of the different characters, too. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting since, I mean, we were talking about the Penguin earlier. Um, though I, I thought it was really neat that, like, Cobblepot was just, like, he was a business partner. Yes. Like, he wasn't a villain. He wasn't, like, a shady mob boss or anything. He was just, he was a business partner of Bruce's. I like that, yeah. And I also like that he called him Dr. Cobblepot, too. He mm -hmm. was just kind of investigating and those those evil, twisted mutant penguins. Oh, my God. Yeah, Cthulhu penguins. Never thought I'd see that. In a Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> that Batman was... fighting a bunch of Cthulhu penguins. That was nuts. That was just nuts, man. Oh, my God. Seeing that, seeing the, um, seeing what they did to Two-Face, yeah. Poison Ivy, oh, my, just everything they did with that movie was just Yeah, I liked how else. they, like, they... They introduced. I mean, I I was honestly surprised at the amount of characters that were in this. Um, yeah, and the way they integrated them to have it make sense with that storyline. Like, I was sitting there, I was like, "Why is why is Harvey even here? What what sense does this make?" And then by the time their version of turning him into Two Face, I was like, "Oh, that's that's different," but that that's kind of cool in like this this dark kind of occult story they've got going well like they also did British al ghoul mr freeze killer croc like yep. they had a wide wide cast like david guintoli as bruce wayne tati gabrielle kylie kane christopher gorham was oliver queen oliver queen's role in this movie was wild yeah that was nuts john dimaggio as gordon patrick fabian harvey dent brian george as alfred jason marsden as dick grayson uh Karan Brar as Sanjay J. Toddy, David Dismouchin as Grendon, Navid Negabon as Rachel Ghoul, Emily O'Brien as Talia, uh, Tim Russ as Lucius Fox, like Matthew Watterson as Jason Blood, uh, Jeffrey Combs, Kirk Langstrom, William Slayers as Oswald Cobblepot, Gideon Aldon, Gideon Adlon as Barbara Gordon Oracle and Pamela Isley, and Darren DePaul as Thomas Wayne. Yeah, this movie was nuts, dude. Yeah wild in every way shape or form i i liked it i really yeah. liked it and it just it just escalated and escalated like there was kind of that slow burn at first as yeah. the mystery was kind of first going yeah and i did appreciate the fact that like it there was quite a bit of like batman using his detective skills there was, was there was a lot of that there was a lot of detective work in this movie and i appreciated that quite a bit and i even liked the the voice acting and i didn't see the deaths coming yeah same here those and were... some of them some of them really took me by surprise yeah yeah they really went all out with this yeah it was a good time yeah i i can't see if it's rated r right? uh i no, believe it's pg-13 it should be pg-13 i think yeah yeah rated pg-13 okay. some strong violence yeah that's right some strong, strong pg-13 yeah I, I i will agree that there were some points where i was sitting there like man they're really they knew when to cut away and they knew what they could get away with showing yeah because had they shown certain things that they cut away from this would have definitely been an r 
Oh, most certainly. The, just the the nature of what they were talking about and the nature of what they were conveying with the episode with the, mm-hmm. with the movie was was definitely grounds for R rated, absolutely. And like the fact that it wasn't shows you how much they they really were able to get away with. That's that's good on them. But it was still pretty graphic in certain mm-hmm. spots. And honestly, had um, again, I just my only like kind of criticism was I just thought that the towards the end just got a little too goofy and a little too over the top for me. Um, but it had kind of a, a pretty tragic ending. It did. Like I was really surprised by that, but it makes sense for this kind of Cthulhu-esque, you know, noir dark kind of situation. It does make sense, but I was surprised at the kind of more dour ending that it had. Yeah, I think at some point we'll have to give it a revisit and give it a full-on, you know, Batwing review. Because I, I, right now I think it's a little too soon. I don't, I don't want to go into too much because I do think this is one of – this is the first time in a while that I'd say that this is a – probably since the long Halloween that this is a DC animated movie worth your time. Yeah, especially if you like Elseworld Tales, if you're a fan of Batman in general, then yeah, I would absolutely recommend it as well. I'm, I'm kind of with Craig. I think it, it just needs a little bit more time for people to get around to it before we talk about it in, in some super spoilery fashions, right? Like, uh, But definitely, um, if you're a fan of Batman, if you're a fan of DC animated stuff, if you're a fan of their Elseworld takes, um, I, I, I would recommend it. Yeah, this this is absolutely up there with like Gotham by Gaslight. It's, mm-hmm. I would also say it's up there with Red Sun, even though I'm not a big Superman Red Sun fan. Um, it's up there with like Dark Knight Returns, Other Red Hood. It, it's it's really it's a really good adaptation. I, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the story that they told. Um, I'm not exactly familiar with the comic itself, but I'm feel a lot more inclined to check it out now after seeing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely want to check out the story that it was based on. And even just for like compare and contractual reasons, like just to yeah. see just how different or similar they are. It, it makes me wonder if the stuff they cut away from in, in the film, did they cut away from it in the comic? <laughs> mm, maybe. It's a good point. It's a possibility. It's a very strong possibility. I don't know. Do you have a, a favorite character from that movie? Uh, honestly, I think I messaged it to you. This may seem like a cop-out, but I really liked this Batman. I think this is probably since... Probably since the Dark Knight Returns films. Hmm, okay. This is probably one of my favorite animated Batmans. I really liked his his uh, his voice, the dialogue, and the this very conflicting the conflict that he goes through in this because uh, again not going to go into spoilers but there there's a significance to the wayne's death but the the death of the waynes in this Mm -hmm. film yeah and to the overall world and the plot behind everything to watch this bruce kind of deal with that fact was it was a very interesting take Mm -hmm. so i i was I, i loved every scene that he was in okay I think for me, I mean, obviously Batman, but yeah. um, I really liked what happened with the Penguin. It was short, yeah, but it was yep. it was tragic enough to where it was tragic enough, but it was also different enough that that you know it's not your typical version of the Penguin because the where he winds up is just like oh, that's so key, but at the same time, it's, yeah, it's very sad, yeah, but it, at the same time, it's like you understand. Right. Yep. Like it, 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 it. And I think when you do something like that with characters like this, it, it just adds to their mythology in certain, certain regards. Like, this was something you could do with this version of this character in this world that you couldn't necessarily do in, in a mainline continuity, I don't think. Yeah. And even with the little bit of die, I think they, I think they listened to a recording of Cobblepot. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the, the dialogue in that and the voice acting in that was stellar. Yeah. Yeah, just in terms of like where they, where, what happens with that character in particular, I was just really intrigued by. I, I guess I would say, but um, I also really liked how they handled Ra's al Ghul. Me too. I thought by that the, was an, a fun. By twist the time Ra's came into it, I was like, oh, okay, so this is going to be, it's just another Ra's storyline. So you know, we're going to get Lazarus Pit. We're going to get you know him wanting to destroy gotham no no there's no there's, no no, no. This, this is a different race yeah. this is a 
This is a very different Ra's al Ghul, and honestly, even a, a very different Talia. Yeah. The the Al Ghuls in this this is this is a, a an Al Ghul family that we have not seen before. And it's refreshing. It was refreshing. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Like that. So, yeah, I, I think we would highly recommend it. We're obviously going to give it some more attention somewhere down the line in a, yeah. in a more review-esque fashion. But definitely, um, it is now out there in the world for, for you peeps to check out. Batman, the Doom that came to Gotham. Yep. Own it on digital, Blu-ray, whatever. I bought my copy like that day. Uh, I was plan. I for some reason I had it in my head that there was a streaming service that had it, and then when I went to search it and couldn't find it, I was like, ah, I got some Amazon credit, so I'll buy it on Amazon. There you go. <laughs> and then just started watching it right then and there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, Amazon has their own. You can have a digital library through Amazon now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. See, win-win. I have my own through Vudu, so that's how I do all my digital stuff. Um, I'm I'm slowly converting. I'm one of those like if it's something, I've changed the course. I used to be just like I need to have everything physical, and I am coming more around to digital. Um, but for things that I'm like really passionate for, things that I absolutely love, like like for, I went out and bought everything everywhere all at once, day one, 4K Blu-ray. Like I oh, have okay. to have I have to own that. Yeah. Same with the bat when the Batman came out. Day one had to go to Best Buy and get the Steelbook Collector's Edition. I gotta have that. Yeah, I own the Batman in 4K. I also own you know pretty much every DC animated, but but I'm also that weirdo who takes the digital code, redeems it, so he has it for his digital library too. Yeah. So I can stream no, it wherever sense. I want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where my head's at with it too. I kind of need to get a either a Fire Stick or a Roku Stick so I can just have my own information on that and just kind of carry it with me when I go on a vacation or something. Yep, makes sense. But yeah, that that that's how we consume our our entertainment for anyone who cares. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Batman: The Doom that Came to Gotham definitely worth the worth the check out if you are a Batman fan. We we give it our thumbs up here. Yep. You know what else we get our thumbs up to? What was that? Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yes. it's been a while since we've done an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, it's been quite a bit. It's been a minute. And what better return to form with Batman the Animated Series than the episode I've got a Batman in my basement, which also happens to be a Penguin episode. Yeah, Penguin. Cobblepot's getting all the love. He's just getting all the love today, isn't he, Mr. Cobblepot? (laughs) Which is kind of a shame because, like, for me, and not to be like a Debbie Downer, like, this episode's just kind of meh. It's it's fine. You know what word I thought of when this episode was done? Mm. Cute. Yep, that's exact. It's it's the most kid friendly Batman animated series episode so far. If, sure. if, in the terms of the continuity that we're watching it in, because as everyone knows, we watch it in the HBO or I'm sorry, Max order. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna have to really get used to that. Um, so we're watching it in the order that it's on Max, and this is the first time where you really see that it's like, okay, this is a kid's show. Like, all the other episodes, yes, they are. It's a kid's show, but there are elements that are very much adult. This, this, this not is, so much. <laughs> this, is, this is literally them showing you what it's like to have children work with Batman. Yep. This is, this is, 19, this is, this is like the closest you're going to get to, like, an episode inspired by 1960s, you know, Adam West Batman. Correct. And honestly, I think the best bits of this episode are probably within the first few minutes of it. I agree. Yeah. Where, you know, there's this glowing egg. It's getting mm-hmm. stolen. 
And, you know, these goons are like, oh, it only took five minutes. And then Batman claps back with him. That'll get you five years with behavior. <laughs> yeah. Which, in true, great, great opening in true, in true Kevin Conroy Batman form, just yeah. delivering those those savage one-liners, right? Just And that and that's great. But then he's attacked by a vulture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of nowhere. He's, like, about to get these guys. And then just this vulture comes in, just scratches the hell out of him. Yeah. And, um, and I remember just... This is an episode I remember as a kid, but I also only remember it because I remember distinctly Batman on the couch passed out. Same. The only thing I I remember him laying on the couch, and the only other thing I remember from this episode was the the vulture. Yes. Actually, I couldn't even tell you about the vulture. I only just remembered Batman passed (laughs) out on the couch. That's all I remembered about it. I completely forgot about the vulture. But, you know... he tracks this vulture down. There's a young man named Sherman who also sees the vulture and proceeds to chase it. And they both wind up in this, you know, hideout for the penguin and his goons. And then, you know, Batman stops them, but then is gassed by the penguin. Mm-hmm. Batman is then, you know, knocked out. And these kids have to help Batman in the Batmobile. And then these kids, Sherman takes him back to his house. And that's where we wind up with Batman in this young man's basement. Yeah. And like, and like Sherman has these two, like, your your stereotypical bullies that make fun of him and call him names Neighbor, neighborhood and... friendly bullies ish yeah. yeah I mean to the fact that like <laughs> again this is this is just so like very kid TV show esque that like one of the bullies legit he looks like a 1950s greaser like yeah. he's got the he's got the brown leather jacket he's got the slick black hair hey Sherman what you doing like that kind of stuff they called him Sherwood. Sherwood, yeah, that's their way of insulting him. And, like, I love the scene where um, – this is later on in the episode, but there was this key scene with the bullies. They're just walking down the street, and there's just a brick in the <laughs> – there's just a brick sitting on the sidewalk. And yep. they're just like, oh, they pick up the brick, and they're, like, going to get ready to, like, throw it through a window. And then Sherman's mom walks by. Oh, hi, Missy. How you doing? You look so wonderful today. While they're hiding the brick behind their, like, I'm just in like, there's just this brick laying in the, mm-hmm. in, on the sidewalk, ready for them to pick up. <laughs> dumb kids. Yeah. Those dumb kids. But then, like, those same kids come across the Batmobile in the alley, and they're just like, oh, hey. <laughs> and Sherman, what's this? Sherman's way of hiding the Batmobile is to just cover it with boxes. <laughs> right. Right. I want to know where he got all those boxes. So do I. Because <laughs> it was right outside his house too. Like it was so close to his house that he was able to look out the basement window when the bullies found uh, the Batmobile, which then prompts him to find the the capsule in the in the visor that yeah. Batman needs to wake up. But then he also finds the vulture. The vulture alerts the penguin. The penguin comes to Sherman's house, tears Sherman's house up, and then. Just as everything's about to look dour and everything go wrong, Batman, wait for it, wakes up. Yep. <laughs> Clowns the penguin, and then we see Sherman's mom come down the stairs and be shocked at the fact that her basement's kind of a mess, her house is a mess, and then there's yeah. the penguin in the corner and Batman, <laughs> and he's like, ma'am. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, this, uh, this but, one... But, but the fight with the penguin where he's got the screwdriver... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love the fact that, I mean, the penguin, now, to be fair, too, there was, the penguin was ready to, to like, slice up Batman. Like, True. He, Batman's laying there on the couch, passed out. Penguin gets down there, and he's like, all right, so he has the his goons keep the kids aside. And he gets out his umbrella, and he's like, time to take care of the Batman. And he hits, like, a button, and, like, this blade, this spinning blade comes out of his uh, umbrella and he's like he's like time to get rid of this pest I mean he was gonna like yeah was he, was he gonna slit the Batman's throat like was oh. he gonna like chop up his face what was the goal there I'm not sure what he was planning on doing but he was clearly intending on harming Batman <laughs> that much is clear to me he was fully intending on harming Batman but you know that fight I just found it's just so I, I thought it was well animated but I also just found yeah. it hilarious that Batman fended him off with a screwdriver yeah, you can just – there was just this sense. I, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of a shame that, like, at least in the – again, in this continuity that we're watching, like, Poison Ivy got a great origin story. Mm-hmm. You know, Two-Face, hell of an origin story. Mr. Freeze, hell of an origin story. Penguin's first episode, hey, he wants an egg. <laughs> 
And like, they don't tell us anything about the penguin. He's just the penguin. Like, there's even a part where, um, when the kids see the penguin, the 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 girl that's with Sherman, she's like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And he's like, ah, "That's the penguin." And she's like, "Who's that?" And she, he's like, "Don't you read the paper?" And I'm like, "That's it. You're not gonna tell us who who the penguin is. We're not gonna." And I decided I wanted to look it up because I couldn't, for the life of me, remember. We don't get an origin story for Cobblepot in the animated series. No, He's just kind of there. Because I, I would imagine that would probably have something to do with the fact that this debuted the same year as Batman Returns. Probably. You know so, what? Now that you say that, it makes sense. So they probably didn't worry too much about his origin. They just yeah. kind of... I remember Bruce Tim talking about the Penguin a little bit, and they, they kind of blended elements of the comics and DeVito's version yeah. slightly. So that's so that's probably also why they didn't necessarily do an origin story for the Penguin in this, which I, yeah. I understand. I'm not... Which you know. is, is kind of a shame because he is it is a good interpretation of the penguin. I like this version of Cobblepot. I do too. I think he's very true to form in a lot of ways. I think he's very um, traditional and, and very well done, well made. Yeah, like um, the way like he uses all these fancy words when he's talking to, to make himself seem like more of a gentleman. The and, a way so, he, and a true socialite, right? Right. Yeah, like he just he's got this sense of like I'm better than everyone. Yeah, even though he's at the heart of it all he's, he's he probably yep. feels pretty hideous and he probably feels like a freak yep you know so it, it was just it's very interesting to see that like you know for so much that the batman the animated series gets so much praise and deservedly so for these origins and these storylines that we get for these rogues gallery characters it's just kind of funny that the penguin's just kind of like hi i'm the penguin how you doing yeah <laughs> and, I, and honestly this episode really didn't you know, I, despite it not really necessarily having an origin, not that it was necessary, but I do feel like this episode not necessarily underserves the Penguin, but it just, it it slots him into this, like, villain of the week. Yep. That's, it's the thing. first time, yeah. yeah, it's the first time, I think, where you kind of get the sense that this was an episode, like, a oh, villain of the week episode. Kind of. Where there, where there isn't much substance going on there with the villain and what they're doing, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's really just him trying to take out Batman, and he winds up just brutalizing this, this person, these people's home. Yeah. And it's also not to say that this isn't, like, a, a fun episode for, for kids to feel like, oh, this is what happened if you could help Batman. Like, mm-hmm. There's that aspect to it, too, sure. But I just think on the whole, when you look at a lot of the other episodes, this one is, is on, the, on, on the lower tier. Yeah. I would, and also I. That said, I'm still personally just in the in the, in the range of like three three bat wings, three and a half, something yeah, like think, that. Just because it's just because I think it's cute. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I think I'd lean more. I think it's like a two point five. I just I think it's just such a shame that like Penguin got the shaft the way he did. So if you're at two point five and I'm at three point five at best, I think three. Yeah, it's like a solid. It's three. like a solid three. That's, yeah, that's where that's where we're at with it. Because the thing again, and I think I've said this before, like I don't, in my opinion, I don't think there is a bad episode of Batman. There's no episode where I'm like, oof, never want to see that again. But this one's just kind of one of those ones, like ah, I watched it. It was, it was fun for what it was. Moving on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I don't, I don't have the list in front of me of what our next episode is. I know I normally do, but it's it's just one of those days. Bear yeah. with me, folks. Yeah, it's all good. But we will. We are back in the in the swing of things. We are going to do more up more of the episodes. Batman the Animated Series. We were also prone to just doing whole episodes dedicated to Batman the Animated Series. So be on the lookout for more of that coming in the future. Um, as I said, you know, uh, probably not going to do an episode soon. We're both busy people, but uh, mm-hmm. the Flash trailer does come out in the next three days. If we can talk about that, we might. Yeah, I mean, you're also going to be a bit busy. You're, you yeah. got you got somewhere to be next week. I do. I am. I'm going to be in Pasadena next week for Full Circle, the Full Circle event. It's going to be very. It's going to be amazing to be a part of that experience and be a part of that 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 charitable cause. Like it's it's man, I'm so jazzed. Yeah, I think I think you're going to have a great time. Me too. I'm really looking forward to it, and um, you know. I'm sure afterwards we'll probably have a lot to talk about too. Oh, for sure. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I think. Uh, looks like so. I did look it up real quick. The next episode in the in the max uh, max continuity is uh, <laughs> Vendetta. Ah, okay. I think that's a Killer Croc episode. Uh, yeah, Batman suspects that an imprisoned detective Bullock. Ah, uh, this is the one where yep. Bullock gets framed for murder. That's yep, right. this is Killer Croc. Yep. Okay, that one I'm starting to remember. That's that's a good one. Yep, that's I'm looking forward one. to that. I love the animated series Killer Croc. Same. Got him with a rock. <laughs> it was a big rock. <laughs> but uh, I think that is actually a, a good spot to where we can uh, put an end to this episode. Yeah. Um, we did. It's funny. Like when we started talking about this episode, we were talking with Terrence and. It was like right after April Fool's, like when we talked. Uh, about yeah. <laughs> I think we could probably maybe do it next year because it's a little too late now. But like, yeah. was it top ten Joker uh, moments? Joke, uh, I think it was top ten Joker, Joker laughs. laughs. There yeah. we go. Yeah. But I mean, that would be a hell of a list too. Top ten Joker moments. Oh man, Ooh. so many to choose from. You know, even just the laughs. I think you just kind of have to narrow it down to voice actor at that point. Yep. But yep. even still, like moments. Yeah, that's. There's a lot. I don't. Maybe I'll have to. There's got to be a National Clown Day somewhere out oh, there. Oh, I'm sure, probably. But you know, you know that we're not. As more advancements come out about, you know, the Penguin Show or the Batman mm-hmm. Part Two, we'll be here to talk about it. I'm sure. There's no. Oh, and I mean, also, I mean, we're seeing more and more production stuff from um, Joker. So. Joker Part Two. That's right. Yeah, we didn't even yep. talk about how many photos have come out about that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's even just, like, footage of, of Lady Gaga in, you know, not Harley attire, but, like, walking up to a courthouse. Yep. Someone's screaming at her, then she just plants just, one on yeah, her. Yeah, gives him a kiss. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, huh, okay. Yeah, that movie comes out next October. I, I completely forget. I, I forget that movie's happening, but it's, I like, know. It, it's, it, it's one of those things, I'm not going to believe it until I see the trailer. Because it's just, like, a, a sequel to this film that I just didn't could not imagine them doing a sequel lady gaga is harley quinn and it's apparently going to be a musical so i'm just sitting there going what the hell is this going to be no idea i have no idea and also um i don't even know what the hell's going on with current comics continuity i know dc just announced they're doing some kind of giant crossover night terror event i'm like okay that's cool but um i stepped off of comics months ago like i'm only just getting trades now and yeah graphic novels that's kind of where my head's at and even then i don't really have the spare change to to afford yeah. that stuff at the moment because i'm busy with other things yeah uh, i'm in the same boat like i've got a handful of graphic novels that i need to read through but again time money, you know what that's true too. involved <laughs> like I, I look at my bookshelf and i'm like I still got to get through Batman and the Outsiders volume two and three and a couple other books. Like I've got like all of Nightwing by Chuck Dixon to read all of Batman, no man's land to read. I really should just be reading this stuff in some of my spare time, (laughs) but you know, time will tell. I'm sure we'll get to it on the show eventually. There's also uh, that other justice league movie that's supposed to come out sometime this year, just like war world or something like that. Oh yeah. The next uh, animated one. Yeah. I'm curious about that movie. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but as always, everyone, thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to follow us along, uh, the social media tags are, as always, capital T-E-K underscore podcast for Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook for the show itself. You can also drop us an email, eternalnightpod at gmail.com. That would, you know, any questions, comments, concerns, reviews of your own, thoughts, feelings on anything, Batman, feel free to share there. Yeah, ideas for episodes, throw yeah. them our way. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Either way, we'd also love for if you guys would leave a review on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast or even Podbean anywhere else or your podcast catcher of choice. It just helps the show get noticed and looked around. We really appreciate it. Um, Craig, any final thoughts for this episode before we sign off for the night? No, I just uh, hope everyone is doing well. This, I mean, this year for me has just been it's just been nonstop. So it's just like again with this major project that I was a part of. I'm finally like like I said, as soon as we sign off here, I'm down or installing Dead Island Two, and I am just going to be killing the crap out of zombies for the next like 24 hours. Yeah, I'm pretty sure once I'm done with this, I'm obviously going to try and you know get the episode out, and I'll probably go back to Final Fantasy, or maybe I'll go to Pokemon. I'm not really sure yet, but yeah. Um, you're not on any socials. Have you gotten on Vero or anything like that, or no? Uh, just on the Facebook, but I think, uh, yeah, I think now that I've got some, like, breathing room, finally, I, I'm going to get a Vero set up. 
Awesome possum. And if anyone wants to follow me, you guys already know. Uh, unfiltered Twitter, Vero, Instagram. And that's kind of where we will... That's where we're going to end this episode. That was awkward. That was like like the most awkward way I've ever ended an episode. But regardless, everyone, as always, keep it classy in the cave. Stay safe. Have a great date or night, whatever your listening preference is. We always appreciate it. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Eternal Night Podcast. This podcast is not affiliated with Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Entertainment, or anything else related to WBD. Uh, All thoughts shared belong to those involved and not the companies they happen to work for or be talking about. If you would like to follow along the show, you can follow along on Podbean or iTunes. Feel free to drop us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us along on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for T-E-K underscore podcast. Thank you.